Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Merry Christmas from beautiful Austin, Minnesota, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I'm Matt Wilkham. My co-host is Father Jason Kern. We're coming to you from the rectory at St. Edward's Catholic Church here in Austin. Great to have you with us here on a Monday morning. Good morning, Matt. What a great day to uh, celebrate and to rejoice, continue to rejoice in the incarnation of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Innocents, those first martyrs of the church, uh, those in, those little ones who were uh, martyred for the sake of Christ. Uh, crazy times to think about in our time where there's so much division, so much chaos, and yet we know the peace of Jesus. We know the truth uh, that sets us free. Absolutely. Uh, I always have been very intrigued by this feast, uh, the, 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 the fact that children who were so young who didn't even know what was going on were were basically martyred gave their lives for christ without really even knowing it uh, and yet we honor them uh, because they are human beings and they and they did in fact uh, play that role in in helping to ensure that the messiah did survive and and that we would have salvation the possibility of it and so we rejoice in their being in heaven we know that for certain and uh, we can also, I think, Father Kern looked to this feast in, in, in a certain way, hoping that other similar situations uh, might, might also turn out as far as you know, eternal salvation in, in the same way for, for young children who may, may not have had the chance to be baptized, may have been baptized, uh, quote-unquote, in their own blood. And so we, uh, we have hope. In the, in the mercy of God in that sense as well. Yeah, this feast day is a sign of, of our confidence in the mercy of God, which endures in every circumstance, in every situation. It calls us to trust. It calls us to realize that God works for the good for all who love him. And so we have to let go of our own ideas, our own kind of theological concepts at times to know that God works in every circumstance. And that's where um, this feast reminds us that God is at work. Absolutely. Well, before we go any further, Father, you want to lead us in a prayer. Sure, first let's off. do it. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks and praise for you this morning. We thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you for all that you are doing and are at work in our world, especially in difficult circumstances where our hope seems to wane, our confidence seems to weaken. We look to you, Lord. We look to the Savior Jesus, infinite in a manger, and we look to those holy innocents who have uh, been martyred so that he might be a child who is born for us a savior and so we entrust our lives to you our day to you and we ask your blessing on this uh, day and on all of our lives we ask all this through christ our lord amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy, holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen thanks again for joining us for two hours on real presence live i'm matt wilcom along with father jason kern and we are, have a big show lined up this morning we're going to be speaking with other priests who uh, will be rambling about the, the rectory here at St. Edward's in Austin, Minnesota. Uh, also, we're, we've got uh, a focused missionary 
that we're going to kick things off with. Emily Bruns is on the line with us. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. Good to be with you. Good morning, Emily. Emily and I know each other from Winona, where I uh, serve as vocations director and live at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary. Emily is the team director of the Focus team down at Winona State University. Uh, she is one of the Catholic warriors, the Winona <laughs> State warriors down there, and so she leads the team, uh, has a beautiful team, a great team that uh, works hard for the mission of the gospel. Emily, you share the hope and joy of the gospel with college students. Uh, Focus is the fellowship of Catholic university students. Tell us, um, you know, thank you for being with us today, first of all, but tell us about yourself and kind of how you became a missionary, what that tra- that uh, trajectory was like for you. Yeah, so I was born in Illinois, and I grew up in Kentucky, and now I live in Minnesota, uh, where I serve at Winona State. Um, this is my fifth year as a missionary and my third year as a team director and I've been blessed to be at Winona State my whole time with focus. Um, I graduated from Murray State University in Kentucky with a degree in elementary education and it was there in college that I encountered focus missionaries on my campus um, that introduced me to the mission of focus and I had always wanted to be a teacher um, to follow in my mom's footsteps but it was through following my passions and desires that I encountered the love of the Lord more deeply. And um, yeah, I realized that he was calling me to something more and to be his missionary and serve with focus. Beautiful. Emily, what, what happened uh, that made you say, I want to do this? I want to be a missionary to, a col- to college campuses, to college students. And, and you ended up in Minnesota, south, southeast <laughs> Minnesota of all places, and you've served there generously now for a number of years. And so just, like, what was it like to kind of say, I want to serve this mission? I want to live this mission out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a big step out of the boat for me uh, in college. I had a chance to get involved at our Newman Center, and I would often go and pray um, before Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament at Adoration. Um, And one day in particular, I was praying about where to get involved, where to find friends. Um, It was my freshman year, and I really hadn't found my community yet. Um, And yeah, when I was leaving the church, um, I ran into our chaplain, and he said, Hey, Emily, I think that the Lord is inviting you to be on our leadership team here at the Newman Center. Um, I would like for you to pray about that. And on the walk back to my dorm, I was just overcome with a sense of peace because I had literally just been praying and asking the Lord um, where I should get involved, how I should meet people, what I should do. Um, And so I started um, being more involved at our Newman Center, um, leading Bible studies, um, just mentoring others through focused discipleship. Focus came to our campus my sophomore year, um, and so I had really, my freshman year, I had really um, just started to pray more and develop a personal relationship with Jesus, but I didn't quite know how to share that um, with others, and so focus came at the right time where I was really able um, to learn those practicals of how to share the faith, um, and yeah, it was a huge journey, um, just learning those things and mentoring others and leading Bible studies, and I, uh, the closer that I was getting to graduation, I realized that I was just restless with the idea of being a teacher, just my normal like plan that I had for myself. Um, and I realized that the Lord was inviting me to step out of the boat to serve Him more radically um, because I had come to encounter Him and receive such a gift, and He was calling me to share that with others. Um, and so, yeah, He was placing a lot of different options on the table for me, but I realized that um, focus was a huge 
gift because of the formation that they really put into us, um, the way that they prepare us, and just the community and um, team life that we have. And so I recognize that it would be a great stepping stone to whatever else he might call me to, um, to give some of my, my young years um, as a missionary to be formed and then, yeah, to be able to share the gospel with college students. Beautiful. I love that. Uh, just that way that God works, the way that he continues to invite you feeling that own little bit of restlessness in your own heart about, uh, yeah, I want, I, you know, you're pursuing education. So you knew you wanted to be a teacher, but just feeling like there was something more, something else that God was asking of you that draw to missionary life specifically in this case. Could you tell us uh, a little bit about what Focus does? Who, what is Focus, and how do they work on college campuses? What makes them distinct? Why, you know, they're blowing up on in this country and and really internationally, in terms of their own mission numbers. Uh, why are they bearing such fruit? Why why is Focus successful? What makes their mission um, bear fruit? Yeah, so I am one of eight hundred missionaries that serve on one hundred and seventy one campuses. Um, all across the U.S. and then on a few international campuses as well. Um, And we all have the same goal and mission, to launch college students into lifelong Catholic mission. Um, And so we believe that we have a greater long-term impact on our culture. Um, It can help renew Catholic parachutes by reaching um, the future leaders while they're still in college. And so um, as a missionary, I go out on campus and try to meet students. Um, and then invite them to Bible study, continue to grow in friendship with them, uh, just really trying to be an older sister in the faith um, and to help form them so that they can be on lifelong Catholic mission. So that uh, really their time in college where they're working with us, we're in mentorship together. Um, it's a time of preparation um, for the rest of their life so that in their workplaces, in their parishes, they're really able to share the faith to lead those Bible studies um, to help lead their friends closer to Christ. Beautiful. I love the mission of Focus. I, you know, what they do is so important. It's such a vital time in college students' lives where they're searching for meaning and for understanding. Who are they? Where are they going? What's the purpose of their life? What direction is and trajectory is their life going to take? And you walk with them in a friendship uh, in a way that invites them deeper. You know, I was just... Uh, on Sunday morning, I was at a, I was, I'm staying at a rectory where there's not a Sunday morning mass. They have a Saturday evening vigil, and I was praying in the church on Sunday morning. And a couple ladies walked in and were talking very loudly, right, and uh, kind of annoying me honestly because I was trying to pray, and <laughs> I, and I realized like you know so much of our parishes we, we're so focused on ourselves and our community. Now I'm, I was sort of judging these women. I have to pray for my own peace of heart around it. But, uh, you know, the reality of like how much people need someone to walk with them and accompany them to Jesus, to a deeper, authentic relationship with him, and to make our parishes Christ-centered again, Focus does that through friendship with each other, but they do it by taking intentional steps and an invitation to mission to say, we're not just here for the sake of our community. We're not just here as a Newman Center where we just want to close in on each other and kind of have a, a group of people that gets along. But we're here to be on mission together, to serve Christ, to love Christ, to adore him in the Eucharist and the sacramental life of the church, and to grow closer to him through those means, those ordinary means that we're so used to in our parishes. But then that through that authentic relationship, focus invites young people into a, a different kind of lifestyle, a way that's countercultural, a way that transforms uh, their friendships and, and their lives so that they live together through an investment in a relationship with Jesus. How do you think Focus does that differently than what you see in a normal parish or in ordinary circumstances? Uh, could you say a little bit more about that, Emily? Yeah. So I think really 
the heart of it is accompaniment and relationship of just uh, being with each other, to walk with each other. Um, in focus, we call it incarnational evangelization in the same way that through the incarnation, Christ came um, into all our lives to be with us in the midst of it to, to save us. Um, that's kind of what we live out with our students. So um, we really try to just share everyday life with them and to show them how to live out the faith through everyday matters. Um, and yeah, just to like continue growing in friendship. Um, you know, like life throws a lot of curveballs curve and hardships at us, but it's a gift to really have someone else um, to enter into that with you and to help encourage you and help you to find Jesus in the midst of all of that. Um, and yeah, to really like see beyond yourself um, and to see how, yeah, this gift that's entrusted to us of the faith isn't just meant for us to keep, but it's really meant to share with other people and invite them into the gospel. We're here with Emily Bruns, the team director of the Winona State Warriors Catholic uh, Newman Center, the focus team uh, that works out of the Newman Center at Winona State University. She is a focus missionary who does amazing work at the college campus there. She's speaking about how she relates to others, and she'll be with us after uh, we go on break here in a couple of minutes. But before we do that, Emily, could you give a witness about who did that in your life? You don't have to name them per se, but just what was it like to have someone investing in you, walking with you, accompanying you, building a friendship with you that was Christ-centered? How did they do that, and what did that look like in your experience? Yeah, so while I was in college, I had a number of missionaries and peers um, that really did this for me um, and yeah honestly they just invited me into their life when they were going to pray they would invite me to pray with them uh, we would get together and watch movies and just share life on the weekends we would bake together uh, we would go to mass together we would just talk about um, the things that were happening um, in our everyday life and yeah, it was just a huge gift to me to have someone else accompany me during my time in college um, to answer some of the bigger questions that I was trying to answer um, and to just have that friendship in my life. That's beautiful. I love uh, just that those friendships create an opportunity for us to go deeper and to, to really form deep relationships that are meaningful and beautiful. So thank you for sharing that story. We'll have an opportunity to follow up with you a little bit more after break. Matt, isn't that amazing what she's doing? Absolutely. I mean, to uh, to leave the comfort of your of your home and uh, and yet realize that you need to cling to your roots in order to really uh, grow authentically and thrive in life. Uh, our roots being our Catholic faith, uh, and then and then to answer that call to go on mission uh, in a place where it's so needed now nowadays. Um, Maybe we can pick up on that idea. I want to talk to you a little bit about, Emily, uh, on the other side, about the, the technique that focus uses as opposed to the way the world tries to speak to us, especially in, in this Western culture uh, where we're being bombarded with constant messages uh, and, uh, and, the, and the reason for that. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. There's more next. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo, parishioner of Saints Anne and Joachim Church in Fargo. I'm excited to share with you the launch of Lumen Vision, providing eye care for the whole family, including eye emergencies, vision therapy, and routine exams. 
We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Eyes of Faith, a frame company that prints scripture verses on the inside of each frame. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. It's 18 minutes past the hour on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. And we are talking about missionary discipleship on college campuses with Focus Missionary, Focus meaning Fellowship of Catholic University Students, Missionary Emily Bruns, a Kentuckian who is now living in southeast Minnesota, in Winona, helping to evangelize the culture on Winona State Campus. And welcome back to the show, Emily. Thank you. We appreciate you being being on the show and joining us. Ooh, I got something in my throat. I'll take over for him. He's struggling over there. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Emily, on a Monday morning right after Christmas, did you have a beautiful Christmas? How was everything? I did, yes. I'm visiting family and able to be um, with my parents here. We had a great weekend together. Beautiful. A little too much celebrating, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry to lose my voice, but... Yes, and we're making you we're making you talk about focus. We want to hear all about it. It's a, a great ministry and missionary work that's happening uh, throughout the United States. As you said, over 800 missionaries serve on college campuses in this country, and so what a gift it is to have you uh, to discuss the good work of focus with us this morning. So thanks for joining us again. Uh, Emily Bruns, focus missionary at Winona State University, is here with us today. Emily, we've been talking about kind of how focus operates, kind of what makes it different 
different or distinct, how it, it really forms disciples. I want to get into just a little bit of that technique. Matt invited you to think about that or that we discuss it after the break here. What does it look like on campus, actually? Like, how does it work? How does it make a difference? You know, because I've been a chaplain where I've worked with Focus, and I, and I know that sometimes the mentality is it starts out a little bit small, but then it grows. What, what does that growth yeah. look like? How does it, how does it transform the campus uh, to, to create a, a Christ-centered culture? Yeah, so our um, model that we use within Focus uh, can be summed up in three words, win, build, and send. So as missionaries, we're trying to win over college students through friendships, introducing them to the person of Jesus, um, and then walking with them, so building them up in the faith um, through Bible studies and one-on-one discipleship mentorship or discipleship groups, and then sending them out to be able to um, invite others into that as well. Um, and so it's not so much of just, oh, let's have this, like, holy hot tub, this jacuzzi, um, where we all sit and hang out and share the faith together, but really to be able to invite other people into that um, to live out our discipleship. Um, and so primarily um, we lead Bible studies and do discipleship groups. Um, and discipleship is really all about the, the transformation, so helping our students to live more intentionally their relationship with Jesus, surrendering more of their hearts to Him, and allowing Him to bring them from point A to point B, um, so that ultimately they can be saints in heaven, um, but to be able to yeah, have that transformation and be able to invite others um, into the mission that, that Christ has entrusted with all of us. That's really great. I, you know, and what I love about it is, is it, it doesn't become a stale group, as you say. It's not a, I love that image of a, it's not, it's not a holy hot tub. We're not sitting around the jacuzzi, just staying warm together. And we have our, we have our space and we're all happy here and we're fine. But actually it's a, it's a going out. It's a, it's a missionary discipleship mentality of we have to, we have to have the conviction and clarity in our mind and heart about the need to spread the gospel, about the need for more people to know Jesus and not just to have him for ourselves. One of the things that struck me as as you were talking is I really find that the need for authentic friendship is really essential there, right? It can't just be, hey, I just want more people, more numbers. We're we're just playing a numbers game, uh, kind of a Ponzi scheme for Jesus or something where we're just trying to win people over or get as many people for Jesus as we can. Certainly, we're trying to do that. We want to bring people to Christ. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's got to be authentic in a place of of real vulnerability with friends, with loved ones, Mm -hmm. where we invite them deeper and continue to, to talk with them authentically about that relationship. Do you find that to be true? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've actually gotten to journey with a number of women um, from their time, my first year at Winona, of fresh being freshman all the way through graduating last year, just watching them, uh, just kind of our community, our discipleship chain grow as they began to grow in more authentic friendship with each other and really just creating that community and inviting others into that. Beautiful. I've always been, you know, really impressed by Focus's model in that sense and that it's not uh, some sort of slick marketing campaign like uh, what the world would give us. You know, the world might win us over momentarily, maybe in a moment of weakness. I'm, I'm, I'm driving to the drive-through at a fast food place, and I'm, I'm satisfied at least for a little while. But then I'm not satisfied anymore after a while because, well, I'm going to get hungry again. But Jesus is something, is the one thing that will satisfy you completely and forever. And, but however, that takes time. I and mean, we're not selling anything in the church. We're, 
what we're selling is relationship with him. And uh, along with that, relationship with others who are, who are in him as well. And that takes time. That takes authenticity. That takes, I mean, building authentic friendships. Uh, you're talking about at least weeks, if not months, of building up trust. And I, I think in, in this culture, we're so trained to ask ourselves, okay, what are they trying to sell me? Or what's their angle? Or what, what's, 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 what's their pitch going to be this time? Um, and focus just kind of cuts through all of that, that kind of traditional, if you will, marketing that we're so used to in this culture and says, here's what really matters. It's relationship and it's relationship with Jesus. That's the bottom line. And with his, with his church and with, with others who are on the journey towards sainthood with, with them, hopefully. That's the, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is sainthood? Mm-hmm. Emily, I love uh, that beautiful idea about how focus continues uh, to carry out the mission and really allows uh, you to do that with, you know, like, with, as Matt said, without some kind of marketing scheme or without some kind of worldly mentality. What I, what I, what I value about Focus is they do the, the experience well. Now, I've been to uh, a number of Focus conferences. Now, every other year they have what they have been calling SEEK, the SEEK conference, or uh, SLS, the Student Leadership Summit. And this year is SEEK, I believe, but it's the COVIDian era, so it's going to have to look different, right? That's my words. Yeah. For COVID nineteen, <laughs> the COVIDian era, and so what does it look like uh, this year? Because normally it'd be over New Year's, right around New Year's time. I've been to like seven of these conferences, and every year there's ten thousand college students. They're packed. It's amazing. Uh, it's so life giving. But this year, obviously, that probably isn't going to be the case. Tell us about what Focus is doing this year for the conference. Yes, yeah, so it will be very different this year. But I think this that just the COVIDian time is providing us with a unique opportunity. Um, that we have never had before. So we've moved the conference. Traditionally, it would be around New Year's. Um, it's actually going to be February 4th through the 7th this year. Um, and really, it's kind of like a small group conference. Um, so a lot of the things will be live streamed, um, and then small groups will be gathering in living rooms, parish centers, Newman centers, wherever they are. So it's kind of seek wherever you are um, this year instead of all of us gathering in one place. Um, it's still focused on accompaniment, um, with like it's designed to help others to grow in community. So we don't just want it to be, oh, register for this conference, sit behind the computer by yourself and watch and listen to these talks, but to be able to form smaller groups, um, depending on COVID restrictions in different places, um, people's like comfortability, um, but to yeah, be able to, to still gather in some capacity, um, with each other to be able to encounter the message of the gospel. So the talks will be live streamed. There's going to be a prayer vigil on Saturday night where we're all going to be praying at the same time, begging God for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, healing in our culture uh, and the church, and just an evangelization of all the nations. So she could still very much focused on the four pillars outlined in Acts chapter 242, uh, of prayer, sacrament, time for fellowship, life-changing conversations with others. Um, and you can find out more about Seek at seek.focus.org. So it's going to look a little different depending on where you're at, um, but I think it'll have the opportunity this year to reach a wider audience. Um, so yeah, we're kind of casting a wider net to be able to reach more people this year um, because they can host it wherever they are. 
Beautiful. Seek.focus.org. You can find out more about the annual Seek conference, and or the semi-annual, I guess it is. And, you know, the beauty of uh, of the Focus conference is it really impacts people's lives, where they're, they're invited, challenged. It's not only here a direct proclamation of the faith, uh, invited to a, a, a more intentional discipleship, but they're also invited to encounter Jesus and to really meet him and to know him and to love him. And so this year it's going to look different. They're going to be on individual campuses. And they're going to do a small uh, regional, local gatherings and then have the national stream, the national conference still available uh, via a live stream. And so I encourage people to check that out, look into it. You're going to find out a lot of uh, beautiful opportunities, beautiful speakers who proclaim uh, a beautiful message of, of salvation in Christ. And so thanks, Emily, for sharing about that. Um, what else do you want us to know about Focus? What else do you want us to know about uh, the mission going forward? Yeah, so I guess one last thing for Seek. Um, it's not just for college students. Um, we also serve on in a number of parishes, um, and so Seek is also designed for people of all ages to be able to gather um, to, to learn about the faith um, and, yeah, to just be able to have those small group communities, to have those Bible studies and things. Um, yeah, so this has been a huge blessing in my life. Um, I've, I love getting to walk with so many college students, and honestly, it increases my faith to be able to see the transformation of so many students from getting to walk with them so intimately and seeing the Lord at work in their lives. Emily, that's a beautiful testimony, a beautiful witness uh, to how you've learned to live out the faith and that God has really impacted your life through focus, and you're sharing that now with others. It's a huge gift. Uh, look forward to Focus and the Seat Conference this year. I know it'll be a, a great opportunity for so many people to know the Lord Jesus. So thank you, Emily Bruns, beautiful Focus missionary from Winona State University in Winona, Minnesota, uh, who's serving Focus now as the team director there. So thank you, Emily, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. And uh, org again, the website to learn more about the Seek conference. Also, if you want to learn more about Emily and her work and how to support her, you could just literally Google her name, Emily Bruns, B-R-U-N-S, and it'll come up on the Focus website, and you can learn more about her story and how to support her great work as a missionary. And up next, we'll have the Practical Rambling Fathers on to share about how to live the gospel message. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live next. Live. Engaging and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.